0: Listening to not another origin story, the kind book movie podcast. I'm your host Pokes, and as
1: always, I'm joined by my co-host Ben Chapman. And I'm here to tell you that after watching our most recent film, I now think the filthy one percent are so adorable. You know, They're they really so are. Good. They just have such such plucky charm. I, I, I love it because they they carve up a mountain, but they
0: store all of their photos. In it. Yeah, you know they, so. They're really down to earth. They keep what's important to them in a gigantic Mount Rushmore-style monument.
1: <laughs> yeah, only there's only one <laughs> mountain in the country that depicts the faces of anyone, and it is one of our, so wh- what have been established as great leaders, not just, like, imagine if there was a Bill Gates cliff somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: <laughs> absurd. <laughs> this whole movie is, though, from top to bottom absurd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: so absurd that it caused Macaulay Culkin to enter a 10-year hiatus.
0: Wow, really? Because I, yeah. I feel like he might have been in a 10-year hiatus before this. He, <laughs> like, even by child actor standards, he's mailing it in. Like, there's oh a couple God. of shots they show him, and he's just like, huh? Huh? And you're like, ah, oh, you got none of the charm, man.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, he's not just mailing it in. Like, he is, he is delivering those lines via Pony Express. he is He is not present for any element of this film it is uh, shocking
0: in a way because i mean i like while watching it, i was just like wow i thought he was like kind of likable and yeah, i haven't seen a home alone movie since they came out but i was like he had to have been somewhat likable he just seems like a robot in these i've re-watched film killed him
1: i've rewatched home alone you know every christmas every now and then on christmas it's still good like i mean there's parts of it that, that are good not because of him and then, but his performances in it. Yeah, I mean he holds the movie. It's mostly him throughout the entire film, so yeah, the dude's not bad. But and he's not alone. I know. Um, just in case you're just tuning in and you didn't check the title of this episode, we watched Richie Rich, the 1994 uh, film starring Macaulay Culkin, and yes, it was a comic, and so technically it counts much to our chagrin.
0: Yeah, I guess I I should have we got really far in before I remembered that people <laughs> wouldn't just know I'm so eager to talk about whatever this was. Uh
1: yeah, this this trip this, this this trip through some bizarre uh portal where the filthy rich um bond with the desperately poor and they all just find each other very fun and cute and
0: it was, yeah, I, I it was thought. very, like, the, the the whole, like, subplot of, like, his dad was, like, a Marxist or something. Like, did you get that where he's like, he was buying a factory and then he was going to modernize it and then just turn over control of it to the workers?
1: I'm so it's, fucking like, excited to hear you say this because, yeah, there's some, like, weird shit happening here. But, all right, let's get everyone in the right frame of mind because I have a strong feeling that our... Mm. our average audience didn't watch richie rich because they got better fucking things to do pokes what who didn't sit down and thought john laurichette macaulay Culkin?
0: end of up, please end of list uh but no, yeah a plethora of like tv
1: actors who were for some reason in a movie yeah yeah our uh, uh grandpa gilmore is in this one yeah uh, <laughs> i actually note me.
0: that i just said man i lost a lot of respect for richard gilmore
1: <laughs> r.i.p richard gilmore
0: uh, the guy who was Friar Tuck in uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the uh, Kevin Costner one. He's he's in it.
1: Yeah. Michael McShane, the '90s resident fat guy that wasn't. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Um, the guy from it's... SNL. Shit! My brain. The guy. Tommy who... Boy. Oh, uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley, the guy that wasn't Chris Farley in the '90s, and it was the fat guy in every movie. Is that, was that was that? It was Michael McShane who plays was it Keenbean, Professor Keenbean? Oh, I boy. don't.
0: I mean, this movie, I have to say, I have not seen this many fat jokes since whatever the last Melissa McCarthy movie was.
1: But <laughs> yeah, This there two. Like, it was abs- like absurd. There's two fat trope guys in this one. Two
0: yeah there's a there's a heavy set man, and then they were like, nah, that's not enough. Let's make fun of a fat Asian kid too.
1: And they it's just they a real bummer. They waste no screen time with their fat jokes. I mean, every scene that Keen Bean is, he's either talking about science or shoveling food in his face. Sometimes they torture doing him both at the same time. <laughs> he, he, he is subjected to food based torture. there's there's whole segments cut out to show the fat Asian kid like dive for twinkies or like grab two milkshakes at once like it is a it is a consistent theme throughout this movie it is
0: it's like crazy how many and none of them are good they're not even like no.
1: witty or clever they're just like fat people <laughs> sure do like food there are more fat jokes than there are scenes with this central villain <laughs> yeah who doesn't get introduced so late
0: in the movie i was like i think ben lied to me i don't think he's in this movie <laughs>
1: Oh shit! So uh, just to establish this movie, because again, like I said, audiences that are listening to this episode probably didn't tune in for this movie. But to get you to catch you up on what you're ready for, we're talking 1994, Macaulay Culkin. A couple years after filming Home Alone. Now, of course, he was famous before Home Alone for uh, like My Girl and is he like the Good Son? Is, that, is he in that? Yeah, but I think it... that was I think that was when he came back. Mm, Possibly. Yeah. I have no idea. Could what Could be. Good son is that. But um, this movie, you know, capitalized on a property that is an odd choice. I mean, I guess Richie Rich would be known by children to a degree, but it's not like a fan like a beloved comic of you know, the kids of the age of this movie coming out, right? Uh, anyway, um, this film centers around the the Richie the Richie Rich character who is the the uh, uh only son of this of the richest family in what appears to be the world. Um, he's supposed to be. Uh, going on adventures, and plucky, and uh, I guess somehow empathetic despite his disgusting wealth. Um, and in this movie, they don't know what to do with that. Because if you are wondering to yourself, um, what's like a Richie Rich story like? Um, then you are, have now just entered the mind of one of the writers of this film.
0: <laughs> it is sort of like like the only other character you can think of. You're like, well, who's another like famous rich character? Scrooge McDuck. Right. who is arguably the villain, even when he's in DuckTales. He's not a very likable person. He's like a, nope. like a real curmudgeon-y skinflit. Like, he just wait, has
1: nice nephews. I think there's a word for it. I think it's Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Touche.
0: So it's sort of <laughs> weird that they're like, let's do a Scrooge McDuck story with no Scrooge McDuck. It's like, well, then you're just telling a story about his nephews, and they're just ordinary kids. So yeah, it's, it's weird. weird.
1: It's, it's odd, because... Like we talked about this in the mini episode, but to briefly summate it, uh, uh, summarize it, you know, when you talk about Archie, which is a comic a lot of people like know of but don't know a lot about, many people could still cite core conflicts present in Archie. Right? You've got Betty and Veronica. You got yeah, you Archie. Know the basic. Is, you, you got the Archie basics.
0: Society between Betty and Veronica and Jughead's a moron.
1: What's the Richie Rich like? engine like what drives a, a Richie rich story i don't fucking know people want, people want his, his money but i mean he's like a kid
0: it that he must be like thwarting crime as a child that's i, I mean guess. otherwise it's just watching it would just be a comic about a rich kid being rich which seems not wildly interesting
1: but let me describe something to you folks let me de- let me describe a piece of this movie to you or, or let me describe this mo- overarching plot of this film to you uh the 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 singular heir to a wealthy, uh, uh, a wealthy family uh, settled just outside of a major metropolitan city, uh, is discovers his parents have been uh, potentially, or, or as, as far as he's aware, uh, murdered by. Uh, or they're, they're uh, at least dead. They died in Croatia. Yeah, they've been they've been killed, uh, and he employs the assistance of a scientific uh, uh, marvel of his employee to create gadgets for him so he can defeat uh uh criminals does that sound familiar <laughs>
0: it sounds big like the plot to batman
1: yeah yeah does it <laughs> especially when in this movie that same scientist develops a spray that is like bulletproof and applies it to his clothing and gives him like surveillance devices and <laughs> but here's the thing you also in your description leave out the fact that it's
0: 40 minutes into the movie before his parents die. <laughs> yeah like midway through i was like like his parents have to like something has to happen to his parents right because otherwise how is this a movie and then like they get on a plane i'm like they're gonna kill his parents i looked down i was like this is 40 minutes into an
1: hour and a half long movie like the conflict of the film does not start for like halfway into the movie and now picture picture a batman film where the first 40 minutes are him just having a pretty quaint home life (laughs) Yeah, like, the biggest problem is
0: some local kids won't let him play baseball. That seems to be his (laughs) only real problem. Which I guess is a problem for a kid, but it's like 40 minutes of just watching a person
1: live their life and being like, I don't care. And that's doubly odd, because if we start from the beginning of this movie. Now, I guess before I get further into this, Pogues and I are well aware this is a children's movie. We're not stupid. Um that said there there is, there is I some it bizarre children's movie <laughs> bizarre scenes in which they make lots of jokes about Wall Street business and at one point um is it Cindy is it Cindy Crawford
0: shows up and no, like No it's um I Claudia what. Schiffer? Yeah I think it's her.
1: Claudia Schiffer shows up and does aerobics in like a, a onesie for them and they all stare at her ass and look at the camera by yeah, the way. in like
0: like, they, they're doing aerobics, and she's in front of him, and she's, like, bending over. And uh, the butler asks about what, what he wants to do about his old trainer. And he's like, he's fired. And I'm like, this kid is 10. Why is he, like, sexualizing a woman's ass like this? And his butler's just like, eh? 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 Pogues, I was like, this
1: is creepy as fuck. pokes more importantly, don't forget that, he, that Richie Rich was, was elected sexiest man alive.
0: Yeah, which was also very. That good. is on the
1: cover of a magazine that repeats throughout this movie. I'm sorry, I need to detract for a minute. There are two times in this movie where the fourth wall is broken, and both are in response to to, to Claudia Schiffer. He looks at the camera and goes, "Yikes!" Uh, like, and then later he looks at the camera after looking at her ass and like waggles his eyebrows. I'm like, "What?
0: Wait!" And, and this is like one of the many parts where I was just like. Who is this movie for? Because no kid's going to get who Claudia Schiffer is. And most young kids aren't going to sexualize a woman like that. Like, in a creepy way to be like, Ooh, I like it when she bends over. You know what I mean? It's like, that's like a really adult thing for it to happen. And, like, no kid's going to get that. And what kid is going to know who the fuck Claudia Schiffer is?
1: I I also want to point out that, uh, Why is it that in this movie universe, There's a rule that if you get fucking horny enough, Like, you can break the fourth wall? (laughs) Like well, why I mean, is that's that? A, that's real life. I don't that's know. That's real life. That. Anytime you're
0: super horny, you just break down that fourth wall.
1: Every your... time you get, every time you get worked up, just look off into the middle distance and go, "Yikes!" and raise your eyebrows. Trust me, it yeah, plays off. If you great. want to pull on like your collar too, <laughs> we'll
0: allow that. And then, like, there was another cameo, which is Richie Rich is apparently really good at baseball. That's a subplot that is only in for like the first fifty minutes and then disappears. But and there's a scene where. um Reggie Jackson is in it. Yeah. And I'm like, what kid? And they don't, they're not like, oh my God, it's Reggie Jackson. And I'm like, I don't even think some adults would recognize him by 1994. He had retired years ago.
1: There are... Who is that
0: cameo for? Because no kid's going to understand who that is. They just think it's a baseball coach.
1: I think at any given time, you could pick one of the top three athletes in whatever sport is the most popular amongst youth at that time period. And that would work. You could throw in, like, any baseball player that... When I say baseball player, like, what name comes to the top of your head? Right? That's the, that's the person you can put into this movie and it would totally work. I don't think that's Reggie Jackson. Sorry, Reggie. But it's probably not. Um, that being said, you're right. They introduced this... And we're not going to go... Scene by scene, by the way, because I think I might die. But um, I just nope, want to talk we're about... we're starting the first scene. The movie starts with a vault door closing, just so you know he's rich. <laughs> but no, I wanted, to, I wanted to totally credit you on that, Pokes. what you just said. Is that you're right. Early in this movie, they established this idea that he's obsessed with baseball. It's in the intro, like, narration monologue uh, by their butler... They show him a training with Reggie Jackson. Later on, they show kids playing in the park, and he wants to be part of it. And then you think that's going to be, like, a scene we're going to return to quickly. Nope. Uh, it takes 50 minutes before those kids return, uh, Before before he returns to, like, you know, try and be friends with them and play baseball. And he essentially fails because they don't want nothing to do with this kid from uptown. Um, and then they and they eventually you know bribe the kids to come over so they can eat McDonald's and drive around go karts. But but ultimately at that point in the movie, baseball ceases to be at all an element of this movie. Like you think Until maybe at the very
0: end. In which case, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he liked baseball.
1: Yeah, that's they, they just barely get it in there at the very fucking end. But it, it has no arc. You know, the kid the kids have no involvement in this other than just sort of be like eight sidekicks that have varying like personalities that aren't defined it's just it's bizarre i mean what why i'm annoyed by it even though i know it's a kids movie Is like i know of like kids well, or at least in the ballpark kids movies that you know like think about like the sandlot which is sort of what they're almost like they're attempting to do with these like this, these rough house kids Yeah, you know, they've all got like character and a personality and they they have some development to them these kids are just like they look like the burger king kids club you know what i mean like it's just like an array of like varying like ethnicities and shirt colors and we're all gonna hang out and we're not gonna play baseball or or bring any of our traits as like streetwise like you know middle class low class lower class kids no we're just gonna show up (laughs) eat your milkshakes and like i guess throw like a silverware it like a bad guy once or something like they don't have any merit in this film
0: <laughs> it is weird yeah and then there's like a like a weird subplot where like the like the butler is gonna pay the kids and oh. like they're like no you're cool and it's just like completely forgotten i guess because his dad died i mean that's a pretty good reason to forget a butler's betrayal but it was just like so weird i was like why did they put that in
1: yeah like it does it doesn't further the it never is brought back up um so so folks, I wanna I wanna cover a couple quick topics here about this movie. Um one happens early on, which is that we have this montage of Richie Rich growing up, uh, which opens with him being given a box of gold pacifiers. Not a good idea, parents. Um <laughs> It's a very dense metal. He's not gonna be able to lift it. He's not gonna enjoy it in his mouth. Uh but then then we get a moment where his dad is, you know, too busy running his business, which you think would be um a point of conflict. He appear to be though because he keeps putting business calls on hold to throw the ball back and forth. Yeah, you think that's going to be a point of conflict in this movie like my dad's never around. That's like the, that's like movie 101 shit, right? It's like my dad's does business and so I'm alone all the time. And that sucks. But no, his dad is like just like present for most of the movie and in the montage is generally present for the, almost the entire like opening. And it's just, like, a nice, like, lovable guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he it's... seems to really love his son. But like, he... it's
1: not like it's, like, you can be like,
0: ah, oh, he's really business-focused, and that's, like, a subplot. But it's not, like, you can't even be like, he's ignoring his son, because he clears to really love his son. So <laughs> there's no conflict. It's just a man who likes his son and is also very busy.
1: But it brings us to a point here, and I need to help you to help me out. What fucking business is run by the Riches?
0: As near as I can tell, they run the business of being really rich. Now,
1: I'm not sure
0: what they... Because he appears to be, like... (laughs) They run a candy bar company.
1: Yeah, they they sell candy bars. That is briefly established and then immediately forgotten about.
0: Completely pointless. Uh, His dad also seems to fund a... Like, scientific think tank in his basement. Which is coming up with almost universally dumb ideas like a um,
1: like a like a smell gun or a, a, an electronic bee. these are two prominent yes, inventions
0: both of which are chekhov's uh smell gun and electronic
1: bee, because they both come <laughs> back later in the film okay okay post now do not say no to me please for the love of god i need a chekhov smell gun shirt all right <laughs> i'll see what i can do <laughs> Another shirt and no one would be like, what the
0: fuck does that mean?
1: At, at another point, as you pointed out, he purchases a tool company in downtown Chicago, uh, which, which was where this,
0: make, uh, this movie is
1: set. Yeah, they appear to make like, do- like like sockets and wrenches. He buys this tool, this factory, which uh, is essentially the lifeblood of this entire neighborhood in like uh, the outer regions of Chicago somewhere. Um, he buys it and, as you pointed out, intends to simply give it away. He to, essentially is like I bought it,
0: so that I could fix it up, and then give it to the employees as if it's like a gift. It's yeah. so weird, and it's like, what's your end game here? This you're just gonna lose money, and is like I guess it's great for the town or that suburb, or how yeah, but it, could this place possibly employ? And yeah, you know, I mean, it's not like he's he, like, he, he a
1: global. He's a global company, based on uh, evidence by his jet setting and talking to you know nation, uh, leaders of various nations. So what? benefit does spending millions of dollars retrofitting an old tool company in nineteen ninety-four do for his global candy empire? I don't
0: It is like weird. Like the only thing we know for sure that he does is that they have a really big company. Yeah. That they may have to downsize. That company owns a candy bar company. Also bought a a, not a chain tool company just one tool company in you know whatever's town is outside of chicago yeah and also Wheeling. uh gives away 2.8 billion dollars to charity or something they say in one scene
1: yeah and so that's all i know is
0: that it appears to be an organization that somehow makes money makes enough money selling candy bars which are not popular
1: uh and not and like also, a money-making nut- empire just, yeah what not like a giant money-making empire. I mean, they, they, yeah. candy does fine, but you can't name the CEO of a candy company right now, to me, for a good reason. Like, well, I could,
0: just because the Mars Brothers own Mars Bars. All right, all right, all right. But, <laughs> but this, I would, me, if their names were not Mars... Give I me their not.
1: first name. What is it, Lamar and... <laughs> Eustace. And, and Eustace Bars. Eustace Mars.
0: Eustace and Lamar Bars. Just rolls off the tongue.
1: Yeah. Um um sorry i got derailed uh but he also at some point in the beginning he says on the phone um that they need to threaten the arabs into making the deal he says something about about coercing the arabs into making the deal which implies that he is most definitely not just selling candy bars and buying tool companies that he's no
0: i think he was chocolates outlawed in most arab
1: countries (laughs) could be that could be that. Uh, uh, at other times, he's loaning money to the government.
0: It seems. Yeah, there, and there's like another scene where I'm just like, "Who is this movie for?" He's at the White House and he's trying to explain to the president how a budget works. I'm like, "No kid is gonna get that joke," because what kid is like, "Oh, we're in, we're our na- our nation's in a debt." I see the funny joke here.
1: A president like- we don't see, by the way. Yeah, s- they, could,
0: they didn't want to name check a president. You know, this is, they thought this was going to be a franchise, and they didn't want you know, and and was, well, who was president ninety four? Was it the first Bush? <laughs> the
1: purpose of that scene is that is that Richie wakes up, he he goes over to his massive, overly complicated computer setup, calls his dad on their space space radio and says dad I got a zit and his dad's like I'm talking to the president and he goes okay and then we move on to the next scene which was like
0: just the most complicated way a person could have explained the dad locator
1: no absolutely guys guys I don't care if it's a kids movie or any movie storytelling is important it's supposed to be building blocks of scenes that build off of the next they can't just eject what happened and try something different you can't workshop it as you go. <laughs> I don't think they workshopped anything. I think they just,
0: they tacked a couple of things together and they were like, close enough.
1: But I mean, I, I do, I do mean it. I know that like, like one of the, the core things here is that we're ripping apart a kid's movies to grown adults. But storytelling has to be, you know, yeah, say
0: Here's the thing. We both see, have seen Toy Story and we both think Toy Story is a great movie. Mm. You know, there's, I, I've seen kids movies that I think
1: are good movies. I cited Home Alone earlier, which is a movie I would watch right now. Yeah, it's a so perfectly good movie. Kids
0: movies, you know, it's not like I would sit down and be like, "Oh, this is real dumb. It's for kids." My point is, I don't think this movie's for any. It's not for kids, and it's not funny enough to be for adults. So I don't know who the fuck they thought was right. going to see it. And it has virtually no story. Everything is shoehorned in so slowly, so painfully, and so pointlessly that I mean, the the crux of the film is they haven't. It, like, it's also insane. Is like their employee who is apparently like the second in command of rich enterprises at a dinner says, I think we should stop giving the money to charities. Cause we need to get something back on our investment. At no point are they like, this guy is definitely a villain. Like who would say stop giving money to a charity? <laughs> it's like, they might as well just had him kick a dog when he came in. Yeah. He I mean, was like, this is the most absurd way to set up a villain.
1: Oh, also we're established in a later scene. I just, I just remember this in talking about his business. That um, Richie complains when that same guy suggests that we have to start downsizing. Um, Richie says that his father has never downsized anyone.
0: He says he's never fired an employee. Think about that for a a minute. minute,
1: Think about that for one fucking minute. (laughs) What it's like.
0: Does he hire each individual person and like weighs their character? Because eventually you're going to get a fucktart. Yeah, it's
1: just simple you, mathematics. You, you, you as the CEO aren't hiring the people. So you, you it's not... I, I, mm, mm. I guess maybe he's true. Uh,
0: Richard Rich has never fired anybody because he, hacks, he has somebody else to do it because he's the CEO of a company. Why would he be firing individual people?
1: So um, a lot of this movie takes place in one location, which is the mansion in which Richie Rich lives. Um, uh, it is both... It is both uh, uh, where he's able to do his outlandish things with like the the, the scrappy Chicago kids he brings uh, from downtown. It's also where um, the entire like third act takes place as they mm-hmm. you know as they sort of like assault the now heavily guarded mansion. You know it's 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 also where the whole beginning plot is built. Um, a, a, a couple things I want to bring up about this mansion: uh, a, it's in North Carolina, FYI, filming wise, it's uh, not near Chicago. Um, two. It's in another movie. Do you know what movie that is? It's, it may be in like many movies, mm. but the other notable movie that it came up in when I was doing my research was uh, a little movie called um, Hannibal, uh, in which uh, uh, Mace, Mason uh, Verger, who is the uh, uh, antagonist to Hannibal Lecter, whose face was um, cut up and eaten during an insane LSD trip... Um, exists to try and hunt down Hannibal Lecter and murder him so So
0: it was it was in Richie Rich and the sequel to Silence of the
1: Lambs yeah do you think that um maybe in the in the canon of of films that Richie Rich uh you know his parents actually do die and he goes a little insane and meets Hannibal Lecter and then these movies connect
0: that is a possibility let's go with that let's go with that I think maybe it's more likely the butler kills everyone Because he clearly has some sort of like mental defect.
1: But the other thing I want to talk about with this mansion are the various um, contraptions that are constructed for yeah, Richie Rich. I, let's, I let's have let's, a note. Let's run just, them down. Yeah,
0: well, I just have a note in this that, that says, "Holy shit, this movie is so fucking terrible and must have been so fucking expensive because <laughs> no. every shot is so, every scene is so over set produced." Like, it's insane, like, the amount of, like, fake props they made, like, pictures of people. He, in his bedroom, he has a full basket, like, half a basketball court. He has a full set of armor that's, like, behind some netting. He has a machine, like, a full desk, like, a CEO's desk that has a link to his father, the dad link, which locates his dad anywhere in the
1: world. Like, nine instruments next to the basketball court. Bad idea, Reggie.
0: Oh, yeah, he has, like, a drum set, but not, like, a, like, a digital drum set like one of those ones where it's just like there's no actual drums it's just like you hit like a thing and it makes a drum sound yeah I, I, he has like four guitars he has like a saxophone i mean and you're just like i don't understand what's going on and why does he have a basketball net if he's supposed to be really into baseball could he have had like a batting cage in there
1: yep wouldn't make more sense he's got uh yeah and he's got that elaborate computer that is operates as a singular useless plot device for finding his dad and operates seemingly no other purpose. um and, and and then we get to... It is, like,
0: really slow. Like, it takes forever for it to find his dad. Yeah. i, I they're like, finding dad, finding dad, 10, Not I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, this computer has one feature. It can't just instantly tell me where this asshole
1: is. Imagine if when he tried to do core core elements of your, of your own computer and it had to count from 10 every time it did yeah. something. Yeah, starting up in 10... Not loading made. Facebook in ten. <laughs> Damn it! Like, yeah, had
0: they not made the weird digital version of the uh, doctor or the scientist talk to him in like the creepy, like a thing that inspires nightmares? They made yeah, the three D three D version of the doctor—it's real creepy.
1: The floating lawnmower head, like uh, image that eats up one of the three monitors and seems just be on at random intervals, including presumably when Richie Rich sleeps. Uh, it's probably eating up a lot of rendering power. But the the other thing I wanted to bring up here is he has a McDonald's in his house. Holy shit. This was the first of one of one of many
0: questionable product placements and this one is obviously the worst.
1: It's the uh, 100% the worst. And there's like shots of people with McDonald's products all throughout this movie even before that scene. Like when the kids are the scrappy Chicago kids are like in playing baseball as they come to watch his helicopter land what the fat kid pulls a full mcdonald's french fry out of his like lining of his pants and like starts to eat them it's really gross um oh yeah and then later when rich they, they make a bet ten dollars that richie rich
0: can't hit his can't hit a ball off of him the one kid says again the asian kid says oh i was gonna get mcdonald's with that money
1: they it's really obs- went they really went yeah. all
0: out And then when they get to Richie's house, they're walking around, they're talking about the food, and, like, the first thing is the fat Asian kid's like, when can we get some food? I'm like, Jesus Christ, movie, can this kid say one line that isn't related to food? And the answer is no. He never talks unless it's about food. Um, And when they open the door for the McDonald's, there's, like, people inside, so I guess the staff gets to eat there, but one of the people coming out is the scientist, and he has, like, one of every item you can order at McDonald's on the thing. And he says, I'm doing some research on the secret sauce. It's just like, why are these, like, this movie's so
1: offensive to fat people. <laughs> yeah. It's really going hard on fat people. I don't know why. But here's what baffles me about this scene, post No one eats McDonald's every day. Not even the people that work there. No. Um, and, and and it seems like, you know, obviously there's Richie's family and maybe, like, a couple of butlers that all seem to be too good to eat at McDonald's, right? Well, I will say it. At the point where they talk about how
0: he fired all the staff, they have to bring in, like, a full-size Greyhound bus to get all the staff out, so there must be, like, 70 people who work at this house, and I guess there's a McDonald's in there in case they want some McDonald's. I assume, like, if they had gone down, like, a few more doors, they'd be, like, a P.F. Chang's or something. <laughs> he has a yeah, the whole food court is <laughs> just a food court in one of the wings. Just like a... There's a Sabaros or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and like a giant cookie place. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, there's just a pretzel stand in the yeah. front, front
1: lobby. How? Okay, I, I want to picture this for a moment. You wake up. It's um, seven a.m. You uh, you get your car out of your of your of your of your parking lot behind your you know your mediocre apartment, and you I mean I don't know if we need to you drive mediocre. All the way. You drive all the way out of the city to a mansion um, and you yes. you drive and you park in the way in the back and you walk in it's about 8am 9am uh, and you arrive at a McDonald's uh, exclusively located in the basement of a massive you know 200 room mansion mm-hmm. you begin to just make everything like get the
0: I feel like this is the only McDonald's that is made to order <laughs> it must be <laughs> just wait for Richie Rich to open the door also why a McDonald's needs like two giant wooden double doors also seemed like a real oversell.
1: Yeah. And so you just, I, do you, you, what do you do? Do you just, do you sit there all day until like Richie Rich, maybe one day during the week decides, oh, I had to go for some chicken nuggets. I mean, yeah, he, like,
0: well, you sit, you're sitting there and you're waiting for like the one, the one maid who comes in every Tuesdays and gets like a, you know, a Big Mac yeah. and a Diet Coke. And uh, then there's the the two butlers who always eat on Thursdays. Yep. I just feel like they're just making food. Although, when they open the door, there's like seven people in line. And I'm yeah. like, Why, how could who, there be a line at a McDonald's alone? What if it's public? Like
1: what? what yeah, if people were just that? driving up to the rich estate. Yeah. He's like, I, I know it's far and out of the way, but I swear to God, they just do the chicken nuggets just right, man. They get them so crispy. <laughs> you got to go they on to the, the, the rich, best rich employees.
0: estate. Mr. Rich has never fired somebody. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I took a four-hour lunch break out to the Richie Rich mansion for McDonald's. Oh Nobody God, does it better, man. This was a confusing moment for me, too, because I, um, I remember this McDonald's thing. But I th- had associated it with have it. You
0: seen this movie before?
1: I have. Um, apparently, I have. But I didn't remember seeing it. Because I remember this McDonald's scene. I remember the McDonald's being in the house scene. But I associated it with the movie Blank Check. I thought that was a, a bit in blank check. Uh, maybe, maybe it was a bit in blank check. Maybe
0: like the McDonald's head office was like, man, that Richie Rich product placement was gangbusters. Let's do it in another movie.
1: Yeah. So when this, when this, when this showed up, I was surprised. But I think a young me, like a very, young, or an appropriately young me saw this movie at some time and was superbly disappointed. We know it was seven months ago. Um, another question for you, Pogues, is uh, about... Before we're even introduced to a proper villain to this entire fucking story, um, we're introduced to, to Richie's, like, the sort of, like, um, one-percenter Hogwarts that he goes to. Like, this weird, like, special school. Oh, yeah,
0: like a place where you're just like, ah, uh, here's a school that you wouldn't be upset if there was a shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These where, are all, like, monstrous human beings who oh, are, like... Awful. Th- the one kid's solution to uh being investigated for fraud is to just declare bankruptcy and then buy back all the stock after everybody's been fired. At a cheaper rate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the one percenter like club, like here at this this school. We're only given two scenes here at this this fucking rich ass yeah. uh Both Hogwarts. Of which, pointless. Yeah, one is the scene where they're all at giant CEO desks that are too big. With like fax machines and telephones, and Ben Fucking Stein, as in uh, of win Ben Stein's money, and also of all the dumbest opinions in the world as of the last ten years, um, is present to to o- oversee a class on, I guess, just like hostile takeover business tactics. Like, I think it's just supposed to be like a yeah, like your like CEO business, and but it's o- like. The other is oh, a, the kids are idiots. Yeah, the other is a fencing class that we get relatable to all the kids out there. Um, oh yeah, fencing is a real popular
0: sport among children.
1: So look, the ki- kid, ch- child acting never totally it, it rarely lands for me. It's usually I find extremely grating, except for the occasional shining moment. Um, Macaulay Culkin is just a, a corpse in this movie. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. But it appears
0: as though someone's puppeting him from backstage.
1: But the kids that he associates with from his school during these scenes are the most egregiously bad child actors I have ever seen. Like, they cannot deliver even the most basic lines. And they have, like, four apiece.
0: Yeah, the, the one that I think is the most egregious is the kid who I feel like was, like, a really offensive version of a Jewish child. Ooh, who has like a yeah. really big like like curly hair and these glasses and his last name's like Goldstein. I mean it's like I'm not saying it like he looked like I think that's what they were going for which is what makes it like offensive. But he makes a joke which is a joke no one would get because no one knows what the fuck a pork belly is to begin with. It's a joke you only get if you saw trading places. But he, they're talking about what would be the best thing to diverge funds into, and he says in the most stilted and unnatural, and he mispronounces two words, is like, one word for you, pork bellies. But he doesn't say pork bellies, he says pork bellies.
1: Yeah. So I was
0: like, what? And I was like, how is that? Who wrote that joke and I was like, this is going to kill in the 12 to 14 market? <laughs> like, I don't understand. It's such a bad joke. And the kid's so bad at delivering it, it's just really jarring.
1: Yeah, and I'm confused by a couple of things here. The movie pitches the idea that these kids suck. That they're fucking awful. Like the kid wants to, like you said, sell stock and the other kids like are just don't care. One of them says, I'll just bribe someone. They're like playing golf and they're just fucking around. And they don't give they don't give a fuck. At one point the kid was uh one of the Richie expresses wanting to just like hang out and have fun and they're all like, Ugh. Like they're, yeah, they're like we're too busy.
0: I'm going to a hostile takeover, and the other guys do. I forget what the other kid's excuse is, but you're just like, ugh.
1: They're wildly unpleasant, but the the pitch is that these are bad rich people, like the gross ones, and like Richie and his family are somehow not, like somehow but they
0: give a lot of money to charity, and they've never fired someone.
1: Yeah, somehow they're able to run a business empire that's incredibly gregarious, that just simply buys up random businesses and gives them back to the workers for no, vain, no gain of their own how and is who, how, how like like and i'm not just saying this to nitpick i'm saying that like like you can't be a shark and be x successful and then also just be an aloof weirdo who sinks billions of dollars into robot bees and then be just as successful like the there's a trade-off I,
0: right like, the only thing i thought was those kids had to be characters from the comic
1: like, oh, of course. of those kids. like he must of course. Go to, like,
0: in the comic, he must go to a school for rich kids, and it must be that Richie Rich is, like, the really nice rich kid. That's the only way I could see it, like, make... Because otherwise I'm like, yeah, we got it. He doesn't have any friends. I didn't need a whole, like, ten minute scene of this. Just have him say to the butler, well, you know, none of the kids from my school ever want to do anything but talk about business. There. I, same thing. I, I got the exact same amount of information, and I didn't have to watch four really bad children try to act. It, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's really just terrible. And again, like I just don't understand. Like those jokes are they're not kid friendly, so I don't know why they're in the movie.
1: Um, and another moment I was waiting for a payoff was when his parents are um, nearly killed in a uh, bomb that was meant to also kill Richie. By the way,
0: yes, and uh, also keep in mind that uh, they are flying from Chicago apparently, which I didn't know what city it took place in because I didn't pay attention. Uh, to England, they are the richest people in the world, and they are flying the plane themselves. That is a fucking like nineteen hour flight. <laughs> Why would you fly yourself? Yeah, like if you had the option, you'd be like, please, someone fly us. That is a long ass flight from Chicago. I mean, it's probably not nineteen hours, but I think from New York to England is like eight and a half hours.
1: Yeah, like, that's insane. Why would who would want to fly for ten straight hours? And uh, uh, further problems here. The Richie family has no bodyguards, just like the one guy who, by the way, is evil in this movie, and spends a lot of time trying to like murder and at one point incinerate like nine children. Holy shit! Holy yeah. shit!
0: <laughs> it is also like during this scene, like I really wanted a scene at the very end where uh, Richie Rich went to his dad and he was like, "You got to start fucking firing people. These are these people are monsters. Why are you still employing them? You were almost murdered because you just don't want to fire someone." Like, that's really the crux of the film. His wife is like, you should fire that guy. He's like, no, nope, I've never fired anybody. It's like, yeah, but he's clearly evil. So how and are they... It's weird that the one security guard, like... Cause it is, like, it's insane. They, they're they supposed to be, like, the nicest rich people. So it would be really unlikely that they would have security guards that didn't like them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they paid their, their head of security a huge amount of money. Yeah. So why wouldn't he want to protect them?
1: But, like... At what part was it a good part of your plan to be like, all right, we're going to fake the deaths or attempt the deaths of these, this rich family so that we can absorb the empire, right? Oh, it hasn't quite worked out because the kid's still alive. Well, that's fine. We'll just box him out. Uh, and if he gets in our way, we'll incinerate him and all of his friends. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll we'll murder
1: nine people. Surely that can't ever come back to you know affect us in any way. Also,
0: this movie is is real is a real down look on the chicago police department which gets a tip randomly that the butler blew up the plane which they don't even know the plane is blown up at this point they know it crashed but they there's no like the the article they show that says they found the the rich rubble does not say like foul play suspected it just says wreckage of plane found so somebody calls and says there's bombs in the butler's room they go into the butler's room and he, he apparently just has bombs laid out and that's the evidence they're using yep one anonymous tip and some bombs that's their whole and he's gained virtually nothing because he still works for the person who controls all the money it's insane and then like nobody the police didn't think it was odd that the day the plane went missing they they eventually found out that guy moved into rich's office like, yeah. how would he have known the plane went missing? Unless he's the one who blew it up. Because they wouldn't have known for days, for at least a day, that it had gone missing.
1: Uh, It's sort of policeman 101, on, detective, like, fucking 101. When there's a murder, you're like, all right, well, who's the number one on in the insurance policy? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, who, who
0: benefits the most? Oh, this guy who is now suddenly taken over. Like... Two, I was like, this guy what person in this company would want this guy around? He just took over a dead man's office the day he died.
1: Hey, chief, insane. Hey Chief, we discovered that the uh the, the next in succession of the entirety of the rich, the most profitable business franchise in the entire world, uh, is this sort of sneering John Laraquette looking motherfucker? Um should we take a peek at him or
0: we went to interview him and he was watching a woman exercise. <laughs> I think there might be something wrong with him, which is a little a little scene in this movie. By the he way, he's just watching a woman on like a weird like butterfly machine or some shit. No,
1: he's like also exercising on it. It's like a two. It's like a double bike, but not like in the way you're thinking. It's like it's like a piece of like modern art with like bike pedals on it, and they're both moving it. And by the way, later. That woman is like tending to a wound he has or like a, or like a migraine. And I think he has a migraine, yeah. And she is just like spilling cleavage out. And I think the bit is there that like, this is an evil guy and he's got some like you know, like secretary that he struts around in his office. But I'm like, um also gross. Like fucking button it button this up. It's a it's a kids movie, dude. Like don't just don't yeah. do weird stuff like that don't don't another bring... weird sexual joke because and there's also another fuck weird...
0: did you notice the one where um so the the mom of this uh girl the, like this group of kids she's the mom of the girl who's in the group they come out to the house and her and the butler are walking around and they're having a conversation and it's something weird about astrology and then the kids drive by on whatever those i don't know if they off-road bikes or whatever and he grabs her and holds her, and she says, "After they drive away, is that a is that a rising fire sign?" Does that mean he got an erection?
1: It, that's a fucking boner joke, dude. They, they 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 dropped a boner joke in here. Don't don't give don't put secret boner bits in our kids movies, please. <laughs>
0: and if you're gonna do it, make it. What the fuck is a rising fire sign? I wrote it down because I was like, that's not
1: an expression. I guess they were talking about like astrological signs and maybe that's a term but also oh did, maybe did, did you write astrological like t- like a content into this movie so you could work your way to a bad like boner joke like don't and then here's
0: here's don't my second it.
1: question she says that to him and he
0: like backs away and is all proper and he says you're a capricorn and then runs off was that like a like a loose vagina joke? Like, what the fuck does that? Mean? I don't know what that
1: means. I, I was like, I was like, I'm really uncomfortable right now because I feel like this was written by a pervert. I don't know what that means, and more importantly, that also is a waste of our time because there is no subplot about romance with the fucking mom of, one of the kids. But there is
0: because at the end he kisses her. Oh right. Like, why are God. they together? Why? And is... Where is the dad? It... I assume the guy on the stage with the
1: woman was the f- girl's father. So I was like, is she
0: going to yeah. cheat on her husband with
1: <laughs> the butler? Now, now folks, I, I, I have to stop talking about this movie soon before I go insane. But another thing I want to address to you is at one point, the, um, the, the gentleman who is attempting to rob the riches is obsessed with their vault. And I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, my only assumption well, he is, assumes like... assumes
0: that it must be full of all of the great riches they have.
1: I'm like, obviously, this is sort of like a, you know, a Scrooge McDuck situation because it's a movie. Fine. Um, but I'm like, in real life, that's not how you get, like... That's not how you would, like, rob, like one of the you know Jeff Jeff Bezos of Amazon like a, yeah I was going to say in real life super rich people
0: don't just have rooms full of cash all of their money is like divested into businesses because you can't just have 42 billion dollars in a bank and be like I'm sure nothing bad will happen now here's like, you know if yeah, the economy drops so right. is all your money but if it's in businesses so like most rich people don't have liquid assets they have like you know maybe a couple million dollars in liquid assets and they certainly don't put it in a fucking room
1: exactly i thought that in my head but then i dismissed it because i'm like what am i talking about this is a kid's movie that has like catapults for children so obviously it's just going to be like a scrooge mcduck thing with gold in a vault that's fine it's a kid's movie that's like the fictional world we're playing with cool but then we get to that scene pokes and it's just a bunch of fucking memorabilia and then then when he's like where's the gold he's like oh, it's in fucking divestment god damn it
0: yeah i in the movie when they kept talking about the vault and i thought like the vault was going to be eventually was like there was no physical vault because i was sure i was like there's no there's no vault full of money it the vault is going to be like a book that is uh, photos of them when they like of richie growing up and that's the vault and that's going to be the like the thing at the end of the movie. And then also a banjo, vault, I guess. I was like, oh, I guess I'm wrong. They do have a literal vault, and then they open it, and I was like, who hollows out a cave and then just sticks like a bowling trophy in it? Like, it was just like hollows in <sighs> rocks that they had just dumped stuff in. I was like, you're the richest people in the world. Fucking build a shelf. It, You've got a it, house it with just room pointless.
1: for, like, a museum. Like, fuck. <gasps>
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, it but was what great,
1: it... what payoff is that for a kid? Like you're a kid. So when they say this rich guy's got a lot of money and this guy wants to steal it, the kid logic is yeah, room full of gold. I've seen fucking Ducktales. Like you're yeah, exactly you're right there. So that that has to exist. That's Schrodinger's gold vault. Uh, no, no, <laughs> that's uh, that's Chekhov's gold vault. Like you have to be like oh yeah yeah okay. So this is gold vault. And this guy's going to take it. Hooray, let's watch the antics that unfold. And then when they get there, he's like, I've invested that money. Like, that's no payoff. Like, no kid's going to get that twist. Like, fuck you. You can't just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: the whole thing. That's what I mean is, like, I'm like, who is this movie for? Because kids are not
1: going to understand what the fuck is happening. Yeah, it's like a montage of kids driving four wheelers and like riding catapults or and then, like, a Beach Boys song plays. Yeah, and then we cut to, like, a 10 minute scene of this guy arguing about, like, asset forfeiture. And you're like, good God, what is this? Yeah, no, you know what happens?
0: It's a montage of kids having fun, followed by his parents seemingly
1: dying in a plane crash. Actually, it is. They, they cut from him, like, they intersplice it, day. yeah. They splice his parents' death sequence with a roller coaster ride. What is that? It what is, is that? And oh, then shit. there's like,
0: then like less than 10 minutes later, there's a second montage of huh. him doing business stuff, but none of it is good. Like none of what he does. Like all he does is their candy bars don't sell well. So <laughs> he has his friends eat them and they decide they need to put more nuts in them. And then he holds up a nutrageous candy bar. And I was like, really not outrageous. This is the thing you were like, we got to get, Product placement and Richie Rich and a, if you and walked it, that appears it, to be the only thing he does.
1: If you walked into Andy Candy Company and said, "Look, guys, I know there's one fucking candy that we need to beat, and it's the ever popular Nut Ridges, which
0: at the time had literally just come out. It came out like in the early '90s. It wasn't even. It's like he held up a Hershey bar and he was like, We need to beat like the <laughs> the.'" Fucking candy bar, which is associated with chocolate. People think Hershey chocolate when they're not even thinking of a Hershey bar.
1: I just—I'm picturing like the ranking of every candy bar based on sales, and just watching the Rich bar going over the last one <laughs> to be second yes. to last. Under we finally got
0: on the list of the top twenty-five candy bars. I also feel like this is ne- it. next
1: up is is is, is it's an O Henry. We got to beat the O Henry. And they're like, I think that's a fictitious candy bar. And they're like, shut up, we got to beat it.
0: Oh, that's uh, no one. I feel like this is like a uh, <laughs> like an E.T.
1: Richie. Can we beat the Charleston Chew? We gotta beat the Charleston Chew. Help me we out. Need to Richard.
0: beat we need to beat the one thousand grand or the one thousand dollar <laughs> bar. And they're like, I think that's the one thousand grand now. He's like, No, no, no. This is the predecessor. We gotta beat the old version first. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just feel like it's like a E.T. Uh, Reese's PCs. Yeah, program. I still can't say Reese's PCs right. Anyways, uh, like, oh, but, thing but it's like. Yeah, he went to like all these candy companies and they were all like no 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 yeah. and nutrageous was like uh tell us more <laughs> you know I mean? but colin you know. colkin yeah um you'll say that we're the we're the most nut filled <laughs> candy bar on the market because that's the line he says we need to add more nuts than the most nut filled candy bar on the market and he holds up a nutrageous look and i was like i don't think that's how you become a popular candy bar because a lot of people can't eat nuts.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm Bill Nutrageous, and I will agree to this deal provided only if you 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 validate that we are the greatest quantity of nuts per square inch in a candy park.
0: You need to understand. It starts with the nuts, and it ends with the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> There's little else, uh, just to be clear. <laughs> We basically just put nuts as close together, drizzle some chocolate and caramel on them, and call it a day.
1: Look, we are, we are dressed up trail mix, I'm going to be honest with you. So we really need all the we help we can get.
0: We just fucked get. up a batch of trail mix, and we're like, shit, cut it into bars.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't even think that race is still a candy bar. <laughs> no, I think They're it bad, though. I, it, I do remember eating it. Went under. But the other thing is that in this montage where Richie takes over the com- company briefly before he is sabotaged by uh, John Larkett's character... Um, the intention is that he's running this global empire, but the only evidence of this is he refuses, he also refuses to fire anybody, which, I mean, that guy, though evil, had data that suggested that there's a reason to, to trim the employees that they have. But did you
0: see the solution? (laughs) He says, we need to trim the fat right here and pats himself. Which is another great joke because all the board members are fat. Yep. And they all look down at their bellies and then try to sit up straight. Ha ha ha, fat people are fat. And then there's a news article that comes out and says uh, Richie Rich gets bored to take pay cut. So he solved the fact they needed to lay people off by getting the board to take a pay cut.
1: But moments later, the board... Based only on
0: the fact he called them all fat.
1: The board is all drinking milkshakes. Like to Just sim- getting fatter. To symbolize that they're like on board with Richie. But why would they be? He sliced their salary. Have you ever met someone who's on a board?
0: Uh, Here's what you don't realize, though, Ben. They usurped the Nutrageous under Richie Rich's, you know, rules. So these people are like, you know what? He is a genius. He also does something that just says Richie Rich makes big deal or something. It was just like a news article that should have just been like kid good at business you know it's just like oh okay i guess i'll take your word for it thanks kid
1: business weekly yeah it's great
0: and then what's also weird is you point out there's a scene later where um whatever his name is is talking about how this is like his plan uh john lorquette and he's like all in favor and he's like all opposed and they all look to see what richie does and he raises his hand so they all vote to oppose why when his his um butler is arrested is the board not like bring back the kid because clearly we thought he was amazing at running the company like why aren't they like where's the kid why isn't the kid here how come the kid's not running the business anymore the business is doing
1: great where the fuck is the kid (laughs) like they're all just like
0: i guess the butler was a killer and the kid needs to be locked in his home
1: but here's the thing they try to give that reason by suggesting that the butler has some sort of weird control like contractually over his assets and and can authorize him
0: he's the he's the basically the child's guardian at litem which is like he's in control of his hold finance.
1: on back up say that phrase again
0: he is the child's child's guardian at litem
1: that is a plot point in a kid's movie i want to be clear about that that is something that we're supposed s- to understand as a child i'm like oh cool God. <laughs> i want to explain
0: right. something else to you too I only know what a guardian ad litem is because I worked for a lawyer and that was his
1: specialty. I yeah. had never heard the term. I was in my like mid-20s before I heard that term. Who is who is like following this? And why is also, it, this the way that you wrote this? Like, for fuck's also sake. Also,
0: what's great is he's like, I control all of his assets. And he's like, I I, I say that he can run the business. It's like, that's not how it works. Nope just because you have 51 percent doesn't mean you could be like this kid's now in charge you could be like we control the
1: stakes so he'll have a say, like we'll get, we'll come to all the board meetings but he can't be in charge of the company he's a minor do you think that there's scenes i really hope that there were scenes they cut from that montage of him running the business because all we saw was him like making a fat joke um beating the nut and then voting down some unexplained uh uh yeah we have uh, no idea what John
0: for all we know john loque was like Talking about making the entire company use solar energy and Richie Rich is like, Fuck you, John Lork.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to see like deleted the scenes with like with like them just turning to Richie and be like, All right, so we're we're looking uh, at, at at taking advantage of uh civil war uh in this African region so we could see some of the uranium. Uh Richie, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Um
0: or I would just really wanted to like I like to skateboard <laughs> Yeah,
1: he's like, I don't know, how many
0: nuts can we put in uranium? are <laughs> like, Well, uranium is very radioactive, you would die if you... I guess we could put some nuts in it if you really want. Who
1: wants McDonald's? Um, I've got one in the basement. <laughs> I, just, I wanted to see him, like, dealing with what must be... Because you know that the, the, the heart of this empire isn't candy bars. Like So whatever I mean, he was just just running like is got to be something... Way like he's got to be investing in like tech, like like in like in like new information tech coming out or like or the yeah they're like an arms company and that's the part
0: we don't <laughs> see it's,
1: like boy takes over you know like he's like the Tony Stark yeah of the, yeah of the archie universe they're just selling just, weapons like, to like to like we make nuclear warheads they're
0: undetectable <laughs> but it's also like I just imagine like they should there should have been a scene where they're just like Richie we found a random tool and die place in like you know Saskatchewan do you want to buy it retool it, and then give it back to like. You know what I mean? It's just that's what I figure their business is doing. It's just buying arbitrary businesses across the country. Like we just bought a great steakhouse. Um There is also a scene where the butler is in prison and a a like one percenter bike gang member is supposed to kill him and he comes up behind him and starts choking him and like the like you're just like, Oh well, there's no way out of that. Like once somebody's got you like in a garret and you're like being dragged backwards you're not and then he just lets him go. And then they get into a fist fight. I'm like, why would you let him go? Just keep choking him to death.
1: That would be a that would be a terrifying scene in this movie. As like you're plotting along for this mediocre children's film, and then there's a five minute cut of the, of, the, of the beloved butler being garrotted, suffocated to death. Yeah, just like
0: as he's like slowly like pulling on it, and like his tongue's coming out. But that, poops himself. That's, <laughs> but there is an equally
1: upsetting scene. But that's also like a strange thing to say. Like the phrase, you know that prison murder sequence in Richie Rich. Like that's. That sounds like I'm doing a bit, but I'm not. That's a real thing that could be factually said.
0: I uh, think what's like there's like an upsetting scene afterwards, which is he he escapes prison because they gave him this. The doctor made something that'll eat through metal bars. He escapes and he puts on the, which means he stripped a grown man. He's yep. wearing the the murderers. Uh, biker outfit and he jumps down and he like grabs his dick and like pulls like he's like pulling his pants down but it just looks like he's just grabbing his genitals and I'm like I don't understand that guy was like twice his size <laughs> it's like those pants should be too loose not too tight it was just like so creepy and I was like was that supposed to be a joke and then I don't it was it's not great
1: And then, then, then we have the strange thing to deal with which was that for the rest of the movie the plucky butler is dressed like a weird biker that's just yes. his costume, forever. And the biker looks less like a biker and more like
0: he's like a NASCAR driver because he had like eighty two thousand patches on. His like it's like little, and they were they weren't like patches, you know, that said like one percent or is like a skull. It was like Valvoline. I was like it's, I don't know a lot of bike gangs that put it's, patches it's, of actual products on their clothes.
1: Pokes. Some biker gangs work on a merit badge system. One of those was for navigation and maps uh one of those was, was for fire that, that's starting i got chosen to be the killer <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he was
0: like well he's the only one with the uh the suffocation there, so. yeah
1: he's got the prison he's got the prison murder bet
0: oh fuck the, the movie ends in what is a bizarre this is another thing where i'm just like i who, who gets this the end of this movie is a playoff of the end of north by northwest yeah john kid is watching it because like while the movie's going on i'm like why the fuck is he watching north by northwest and then the movie ends with him on mount rushmore and i was like well i guess that answered my question but i was like what kid is like oh yeah i recognize that like 1950s 1960s hitchcock movie i saw that yesterday so it's just like another thing where i'm like i why did this have to be the ending why did they have to be client like who was like that's what's gonna sell this movie is a reference to a film that no one who has seen this movie is gonna know. It was just so weird. Just one more thing to make me think. I don't know who <sighs> they wrote this movie for?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I really, I, there's a reason that we couldn't go scene by scene through this movie. Is that it's just plottingly slow. Um, yeah, I
0: mean, I don't even want it. Like, the, basically, the film ends with the kids coming to try to yeah, help them. I, they end up going to the vault, which is in the Mount Rushmore or Richmore, and then they get on a fight on the faces, and then they they win. And then the movie ends in what is, like, Richie Rich is playing baseball and all the kids are over and he hits a ball. And it lands by John Loriquette and the security guy who are in prison uniforms and are tending to the garden. I don't think they let attempted murderers go work at the house of the people they tried to kill. (laughs) That just feels like, one, how do they get a work release? They're murderers. They don't let violent criminals get work release. But two, they're like, where should we let them go work? I don't know. Put him near that house of the people they tried to kill. I'm sure they won't want revenge or anything. It was such a weird ending. And then he calls a police officer a screw, which I was like, okay, outside of 1950, who the fuck knows that that's a term for a prison guard?
1: Just more weird stuff. Sweet Jesus. Look, look, my only take is go watch Blank Check. I don't remember the movie very well, but I'm pretty sure it's a better Rich Kid movie than this one. It's at least got I a really coherent hope plot. That somebody
0: watches it and is like, this is a fucking way worse movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. a young boy inadvertently gains possession of a check for $1 million, which he proceeds to spend, unaware that gangst- that the gangsters it belongs to are in pursuit. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Look, we'll cover it in our uh, Checking In With Blank Check podcast, where we watch Bla- uh, Blank Check every week.
0: Every week? Yeah.
1: <laughs> every week we come up
0: with more backstories for the gangsters, <laughs> yeah. as our minds slowly devolve into... So, folks,
1: um I have to ask you the basic questions here. Uh, would you recommend this movie to anyone, including children?
0: Uh, I would 100% not recommend it to kids because like, I feel like it could be considered child abuse. Okay. So because I, it, is, it is wildly unenjoyable to watch.
1: Second standard, would this movie be considered a faithful adaptation of the comic of which that it is referencing?
0: I will say this. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Fair I enough. I know. Who does? I know dick all about <laughs> Richie I Well, maybe I know I, I, I know he has a dog named Dollar, and that was in here. So I'm going to say yes. Spot on. That dog disappears,
1: by the way. That dog is erased from this movie. Well, I
0: feel like midway through, PETA got wind. They painted dollar sides on a dog, and they were like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> they were like, we got to get that dog out of here quick.
1: Uh, Third question, folks. Does this movie feel like it has an authentic origin story? Considering that that is the first of a failed franchise,
0: I will say yes because the movie starts with ten minutes of voiceover that then is just never in the movie again. It is like voiceover, like from a book, you know, like where it's like Joe was upset about the the events, he didn't know how to handle it. I was like, and this the butler, it, so it's like really weird. Where you're like, why is this like almost like first person narrative about how Richie feels, but told to me by a butler? It was very weird. So I would say, yeah, I guess it has an origin story.
1: Uh, question four. He was born rich. That's the origin. (laughs) Genetic lottery. Genetic lottery. What a weird superpower. Um, a fourth question. Are you aware that there was a sequel?
0: Sweet. Sweet Fanny Moses. There's no way they made a sequel to this.
1: There is a sequel. Uh, it does not star Macaulay Culkin, and it is called the Richie Rich's Christmas Witch, direct to video.
0: <laughs> what? They couldn't get another $40 million to make a sequel? Which I want that just to sink in for everybody. This movie cost $40 million.
1: <clears throat> Lastly, do you ever, uh, do you see yourself in the near future? Um using moments uh of arousal to look at a non-existent camera and raise your eyebrows oh yeah i'm
0: planning on going straight to some <laughs> porn on the internet and just like pulling on my collar and looking vaguely off to the left and being like hubba hubba oh boy <laughs>
1: and then like pull the blinds down like i've just you know. yeah. all right well, i feel
0: like i also need to take a shower after watching a child sexualize a girl <laughs> <laughs> And for a mute, for like a and played as a joke, it's like ah, those horny little kids. Like this is really gross. I just want you all to know that. Whew. Uh, ben, would you recommend this movie? Uh,
1: absolutely not. Not even for a fun sort of joke watch. It's incredibly. It's it's just so slow, and dense, uh, and full of Wall Street jokes, for nobody. Yeah,
0: it, it's it, it, There's also like the amount of jokes per like minute. Like you would expect a movie like this to be mostly nonstop jokes and you just like all right half of them don't like that's the way like most kids movies are you know like there's a little bit of story but there's a lot of jokes like because they got to keep kids interested this is just like long pauses and dialogue things that aren't even remotely funny nor interesting so i don't know i mean it's no surprise that it did not grow us back although i'm i can i'm shocked it made 38 million dollars that seems like i know, somebody got a blank check and went to see the movie with all their money <laughs> But I believe that's it then, unless you had anything else you wanted to add for Richie Rich.
1: No, I would like to eject memories. Uh, I, I would like to place all memories of this movie existing onto a catapult and send them uh, just off into the into the horizon.
0: I feel like that's a great use of a catapult, which is not at all one of the worst puns in cinema history. Nope. So until next week, you can swing by facebook.com/naospod. Uh, you'll want to leave a message, or if you want to suggest a movie, we'll talk about it on our next mini episode. So you can come back next week for that. You can also try following our Instagram, which I already forgot to update for <laughs> Richie Rich, but you can follow that at uh, naospod. That's also the same address for our Twitter that neither one of us updates.
1: Uh, and, yeah, of course, you can find me at, at The Disco Pony or my website, com, And definitely tune in for the next episode. As you know, we will still be slowly crossing movies off of our uh, uh, comic book of film master list, which um, is, it seems to be adding a movie every two months every time we do one. So, Pogues, this uh, <laughs> is... Never gonna end. I feel like we're not making headway. <laughs> uh, post- Sometimes, like we go in, and we're like, "Let's cross one off." Also, these six
0: movies came out. You're like, "Why are there so many movies based on comics?"
1: We're in some sort of Shyamalan- Shyamalanian nightmare where we're actually died and went to purgatory, and we'll be doing this for the end of time.
0: So it's like our own version of Lost, equally disappointed in
1: the end. <laughs>